It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Miami Dolphins kick off tonight against the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football, so we will take one last look at this AFC matchup, plus look across the league for some of the other Week 14 results and the warning they offer for the Miami Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh. Right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Tip of the cap to our everydayers who do keep it locked in because it is your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match of up to $100. Welcome to the show. The Dolphins will be hosting the Tennessee Titans tonight on Monday Night Football. A chance for the Dolphins to secure their 10th win of the season. Obviously a high-stakes leverage situation for the Miami Dolphins. And we'll look at this matchup one more time. And we'll talk about X's and O's and players specifically that need to get involved in matchups that I think you could take advantage of. But this conversation has to start with everything else that happened in Week 14. Because it is the, it's, it's the reminder that this is a parody league. And just when you think you know what's going to happen, these 7-5 and five Pittsburgh Steelers at home on Thursday night lose consecutive games to the Arizona Cardinals and the New England Patriots, who are double-digit loss teams this season. Just when you think you know what's going to happen, the Joe Flacco-led Cleveland Browns are going to put 31 points on the eight and four Jacksonville Jaguars to drop Jacksonville to eight and five, their second consecutive loss on the season when they once upon a time were tied with Kansas City and Baltimore and Miami at eight and three. Just when you think you know what's going to happen, one of the hottest AFC wildcard teams, led by a superstar rookie quarterback in CJ Stroud. It's going to go to MetLife Stadium in the cold rain and look like they don't even want to be there and lose to the Zach Wilson-led New York Jets by a final score of 30-6. to And best wishes to C.J. Stroud took a really nasty hit that involved a really nasty collision with his head and the turf there at MetLife. Uh, so hoping for the best there for C.J. Stroud. Really ugly uh, injury that took him out of that game. Just when you think you know what's going to happen, the six and six Buffalo Bills walk into Arrowhead and defeat the Kansas City Chiefs by a score of 20 to 17. In Kansas City at the end of the game, Kadarius Tony has this uh, exchange where he's 
past the ball at the line of scrimmage. So he is lined up offsides later in the play. It's, it's a post play penalty that's called and enforced. He catches a throwback from Travis Kelsey in the final minute and a half of the game to score a touchdown to take the lead, but it's wiped off the board because he couldn't line up right. Kansas City can't get anything going after that issue. They lose the game. And Kansas City, don't look now, is 8-5 and five and has a one-game lead on the Denver Broncos, who have a head-to-head win against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in this division. Just when you think you know what's going to happen, the Baltimore Ravens need a punt return in overtime after going three and out to start overtime against the Los Angeles Rams, who have gotten hot, but you came into this game and you totally expected that uh, Baltimore, after waxing teams at, at, at home this season, like what they were able to do uh, to the Detroit Lions, where they just absolutely manhandled that football team. They absolutely manhandled Seattle at home. Well, no, they need overtime and a punt return touchdown to score 37 points and also needed a touchdown late in the final few minutes to even take the lead in the first place against the L.A. Rams. This week was nuts for the AFC landscape, and it has has bore some very chaotic fruit for the AFC. Now, the good news is for the Dolphins, if you win tonight against the Tennessee Titans, you will go back into the one seed. The silver lining for the Dolphins is if they lose tonight, they will still be the two seed by a half a game over the Kansas City Chiefs. You don't want to play that game. You still have the head-to-head coming against Baltimore, but you want to keep pace with the 10-3 and Ravens because Miami, you know, you're going to get a chance to put Baltimore's feet to the fire. Baltimore is at Jacksonville and at San Francisco the next two weeks before they play the Dolphins. Miami has Tennessee tonight. You don't want to overlook this football team. That's the entire point of this segment. If you play with your food, you're going to get humbled. And Mike McDaniels talked about it a lot, and we saw this happen with this football team last year. And the messaging has consistently been this year's iteration of the team learned the lessons versus last year. And they are approaching each and every week and each and every game with the proper frame of mind to go out and take care of business. You are hoping, even before the hard lessons that had been handed out across this conference, that the Dolphins were of the right frame of mind all weekend long to be able to come out and do that on Monday night against Tennessee at home. I am recording this. It's Sunday night football. I don't have my watch on because I'm charging it because I got an early flight to Fort Lauderdale tomorrow. I'll be there for the game. So I'll be there for the post game um, with a podcast for you guys as well. After being at the stadium for Dolphins Titans. Um, But as things currently stand, the Dolphins got a decent amount of what they would have liked to have seen unfold. They didn't get everything they would have liked to see unfold. But the top of this conference, if Miami wins against the Titans, is them in Baltimore. And I don't think you can consider Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville or Baltimore will lose next weekend because they're playing each other. Now, the next three after that, Jacksonville very easily could take, take, take care of business and win. It's Tampa, 
Carolina and Tennessee. 11 wins, probably. I would guess Baltimore wins that game, but it is in Jacksonville, so hard to say. Maybe 12. Kansas City, 8-5. and five. New England on Monday night next week. Home against the Raiders. They get the Bengals, who are suddenly hot without Joe Burrow. And then they finish at the Chargers, who Justin Fer- Herbert has a fracture on his throwing hand uh, that forced him to leave this game early. And with the Chargers record being what it is at five and eight, you'd probably think 12 and five is probably the likely outcome for Kansas city. So from Miami's perspective, you get to nine or you're at nine, you get to 10. You can do the math and start to realize how much ball game is left and what margin for error looks like for the Dolphins. But of course, this all starts with the execution against the Titans. So we'll shift our focus to the Tennessee Titans and talk about them and what the Dolphins need to do to bring home the victory next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. So in getting ready for... The tailgate. Uh, I I have my good friends Andy and Chef Greg who are uh, doing the tailgate that I'll be at Hard Rock Stadium tonight for uh, Dolphins and Titans. And I gave Greg a little tip, uh, Chef Greg, and I let him know, hey, whatever you need for the tailgate, what are you planning on cooking? He gave me the full rundown. I said, well, why don't you check out DoorDash and see what options you have to get all of the things that you need. And lo and behold, this is no surprise to anybody who uses DoorDash all of your local restaurants, but also all of your local groceries available for you to make sure that you in your busy schedule don't have to take that extra time to go out and get your groceries done for you. DoorDash allows you to kick back at kickoff or kick your feet up at the tailgate with unbeatable deals on everything you need for your watch party or tailgate. Get prepared for before game day, stock up on your favorite appetizers and order your tailgate gear on DoorDash and then get ready to watch the Dolphins bring home the dub. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change and terms do apply. We all like to play fantasy football. I think that's a given. I'm going to win an in situation this weekend. There's always that one guy, and I don't play this guy this weekend, and I'm glad to not be that guy myself, or at least I don't think that I am. The league just can't stand them, right? They talk about analytics and their trade metrics, and they talk about their pre-draft research all summer long. You know the guy I'm talking about. Let's call him Drew, right? Every league has a Drew, and you know what else Drew does? Drew brings wheat tortilla chips to the tailgate, the kind that snap right in half when you're scooping guacamole or trying to get that last scoop of salsa for someone who claims to be a master of trades. Drew still hasn't made the trade for a better tortilla chip. You see Zach's mighty tortilla chips believes in two things. Chips are meant to be sturdy and Drew doesn't know the difference between a strong chip and a wet paper towel. Their chips are cut from whole tortillas. The authentic way to give them the strength that's needed to lift the heftiest of dips and are fried to a corny crisp suitable for any dip at any tailgate. So this football season, don't be a drew and choose Jack's Mighty Tortilla Chips available at all Publix locations in the deli section. Be a winner and eat Zach's Mighty. As far as the Dolphins go and their pathway to being a winner, 
themselves. Zach's mighty probably helps. I don't know that it helps you on on the field. Uh, But we did hear from Mike McDaniel and Mike McDaniel disclosed that uh, Rob Hunt will not be suiting up for Monday night against the Titans. And the exchange there, if it's Rob Hunt and Jeffrey Simmons and you call it a wash, you live with it as best as you can. Uh, It's certainly not ideal for Rob Hunt to be back to missing time for the Dolphins. I I do think it's a buzzkill for Rob who uh, came into the game and and looked as good as he did uh, against Washington. But um, knowing that you're going to be back into a position where it's probably Lester Cotton, Connor Williams, and Liam Eikenberg, I still feel like Miami is going to have the better opportunity in the run game against the Titans to push the ball towards the perimeter. You know, there have been some games with this interior group that you've come in and you have felt like Miami might be better off getting vertical push in the run game. Say what you will about Tennessee. They're a very physical football team and they are not afraid of flying downhill. And you look at how they handled the challenge of Washington's defensive tackles last week, and you feel good about it, knowing that there were instances throughout that game where they did get downhill. Kind of saw these unorthodox tracks in the backfield for getting the ball outside with this kind of pivot reverse toss action that Tua did on a number of occasions. And uh, if you're going to do that, your receivers need to be up for adjusting the spacing uh, that they really seem to struggle with on a couple of those negative runs that the Dolphins took. Uh, those edge players were really able to fly up at the first sign of that pivot toss uh, and beat the wide receivers on the crack to the spot. So I don't know if this is more wide zone-ish, uh, and that leaves the door open for that that backdoor cutback in the run game as compared to if you're going to go crack toss, it's hitting outside by design, right? You're pulling offensive linemen around. You're cracking the wide receiver down to to crack on the end man line scrimmage, trying to get a seal and trying to get an alley up outside the box. Versus if you're going to go more to zone tracks, the running back is going to push to his landmark off the outside uh, hip of whatever blocker, depending on what the blocking surface size is. And if it's closed, he's just going to work his way down the gaps until he finds an open gap and he can slash it as he needs to like to see a little bit more zone wide zone. The challenge with that is your guards. Everybody's got to work in unison and everybody's got to flow together. I do think with the amount of time that this group has played together, you probably will have enough chemistry to be able to execute that to some degree, even if it's not, uh, the most potent of hitting uh, runs with this interior group where you're lacking maybe some of the athleticism to get guys off the first level blocks and up onto the second level and pick off linebackers. I still want to see the wide zone this week against Tennessee. Really want to see Devon HN uh, in the passing game, a continued expanded role there. You know, he got a got big run down the stretch for Miami last week in the run game late in the game with Miami milk in the clock. Uh, want him to continue to add more layers 
because as much it is as it is, I think, a mismatch against Tennessee and their linebackers, the other thing that I think that it does is you get ready to play a divisional opponent for the second time in the New York Jets, and then you get into the kind of the gauntlet at the end of the season, the final three games with Dallas and Baltimore and Buffalo. You want to put as much on tape for teams to prepare for as possible. You want to have those setups for your next counter punches off of that. And A-Chan's kind of been an under-the-wraps type of player just because he's been banged up so much this season. So for me, whether it's lined up out wide or more motions, um, him running choice routes from the slot or running angle routes or Texas routes from the backfield, kind of that Savan Ahmed touchdown that uh, we figured was for Devon when he got banged up the first game back when he came back off of IR against the Raiders. Uh, let's put more layers to this offense so there's less that you can continue to key on because you got to cast a wide net to get prepared to play the Dolphins. That's obviously already the case, but Devon, I think, is where your expansion opportunity is for this offense right now. So that's kind of how I see Miami, um, particularly offensively, uh, getting ready for this football game. Uh, I do have some thoughts on Will Levis, having watched some tape from him over the weekend from his past few starts uh, that I'll make sure that we are sharing here as well. But uh, just kind of big picture thoughts offensively is I want some wide zone. I want to get Devon HN really involved in the passing game and put those layers on tape. The team's really got to stress for because then you can fall back on basics from time to time, right? You could use that as the diversion to get back to your core principles and, and your money plays. Uh, when you need them most. So that's the thoughts offensively. We'll talk defense next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. Hope you guys enjoyed the games this weekend, but if you're looking for a little extra kick in your Monday night, there's two Monday night football games. Put a put a pick in on prize picks. Prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it is you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players and sharps and pros. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections. And if you hit all of your picks, you can win up to 25 times your, your bets and watch the winnings roll in. So if you love good ROI, return on investment, price picks give this, gives you the chance to do exactly that. They've got Apple Pay, so you can constantly stay in the game. Selections can be made with just a few taps on your phone. They have just about every sport that you could possibly imagine and a wide array of stat projections for each and every one of those sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for first deposit match of up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So when Tennessee has the ball, uh, the obvious thing to talk about is Derrick Henry because that's 
the identity of the offense is we are going to play big boy football. We're going to really physically challenge you. We want to run the ball. We want to keep the score down. We want to possess things. It's fine. You know, the Dolphins have played this formula before this season. I don't think there's anything earth shattering there. But what Tennessee will do off of that is, I think, the challenge. Especially when you consider the corners that Miami has and how they are going to be aggressive ball hawks. They like to run double moves. They like to push the ball vertically down the field. Will Levis is one of the highest incidents and rates of passes down the field of any quarterback in the league since he's taken over the starting job there in Tennessee. So look for longer developing plays, shots down the field, crossers coming from the far side from the field that take time to develop. I say all that to say this. You really have to compress the pocket on Will Levis because the thing that stood out to me the most about watching Will Levis play as a quarterback was the idiosyncrasies of the position, the finer details, um, all the little things. They're still new to Will Levis. The footwork, we'll try to look off a safety, but then when we work our way back for, okay, I'm going to look off the high free safety because I want to take this double move down the right-hand side. So I'm going to look to my left, and I'm going to get to the top of my drop. When I get to the top of my drop, my feet are aligned with my eyes to throw to the left. So now i got to get all the way back over here. But I don't just pop over there with my feet. I, I take a few steps and shuffle steps to get myself open back the other way to then align myself to throw the ball down the field. Or even worse, I won't get myself aligned, and I'll just all arm it out there, and I lose velocity, and I lose placement on the ball. Up front, I think you compress the pocket on Will Levis, and that should be something the Dolphins have some success doing just because, yes, they want to play physical. But if you play with the assertiveness that you've played in the run game and you bring that same mentality to your pass rushes, maybe you won't get so easily off of your offensive lineman and get hip to hip, but if you compress the pocket, He's going to feel it. He's not going to be aligned to throw, and then he's going to drop his eyes, and he's going to try to run. You've seen it enough on tape to know it's it's just high-variance quarterback play. I would not say it's uh, quite as – it probably is more high-variance than Sam Howell. I don't think he's as dynamic as Sam Howell is. Sam Howell's a little bit more quick twitch. Will's a little bit more of a powerful player. Uh, but he's certainly somebody where if you're going to try and bring him down with an arm, you're probably not going to get there. So that's why everybody compressing the pocket is, is I think, the number one point of emphasis that I have just because you're going to want to get knocked back in the run game anyway. So if you bring that same mentality to your rushes and just know on the back end, they're going to try and get you to bite. So stay patient. Trust your keys. Trust your vision through to the quarterback to know when the ball is coming. And then it's a big opportunity for the safeties down the field. Between Javon Holland, assuming he dresses, and Deshaun Elliott, I think this is a big opportunity for those guys to hunt up a throw and create a turnover. I have an expectation that we get a pick from one of the safeties. Now, that has to happen, right? And 
maybe not on a Hail Mary at the end of the first half, but nobody's complaining about Javon making that play. Uh, but that's one thing that I'm looking for. I think this is a really big matchup for the safeties just because of how much time it takes everything to develop. And I do think up front you're going to have to cater your rush a little bit more. So final prediction. What do I think goes down? Uh, when I think about the outlook, the matchup for Miami offensively, I think there's a lot to like. Uh, I do think Tennessee has done a nice job this season, even when they are not totally having success offensively. They they still generally uh, keep the the score down. You know, the, the 31 points scored against Indiana by by Indianapolis in overtime last week was the second highest total this season and only the second time that they've given up 30 points in a game. Uh, Jacksonville was the first time. I think that script at Jacksonville feels like the one of all the games that they've played this season that I think is most likely to mirror what this game is going to be like for the Dolphins and Titans tonight. That was a final score of 34 to 14. Tennessee had some success running the ball, 92 yards, but they had two turnovers. They did not manufacture any turnovers against Jacksonville. Jacksonville finished with 389 yards offense, but 24 first downs and 34 points. So you could put me down for 34-17. Final score, Dolphins, big win. My prediction gives them a chance to keep serve in the AFC landscape and the uh, make this a really exciting stretch run for the Dolphins. Just a full transparency here as we uh, sign off here. This is the current state of affairs in the AFC conference. The, the Baltimore Ravens currently the one seed at 10 and three Miami would surpass them with a win against the Titans. The Dolphins currently the two seed at nine and three Kansas city, the three seed at eight and five Jacksonville, the four seed at eight and five, the Cleveland Browns also at eight and five. They had a big win against Jacksonville. They are the five seed as of right now. The first wild card in would be the Browns. The six seed would be the seven and six Pittsburgh Steelers. And the seven seed is the seven and six Indianapolis Colts. So if the playoffs started today, right now, before the Dolphins suited up for against Tennessee, they'd play the Colts at Hard Rock Stadium in the wild card round. The first team on the outside looking in is the seven and six Houston Texans. The second team on the outside looking in is the seven and six Denver Broncos. The third team on the outside looking in is the seven and six Cincinnati Bengals. And the fourth team on the outside looking in is the seven and six Buffalo Bills. I think that's it for, yeah, there's a big gap. <laughs> uh, the 12th place team in the conference is five and eight. So very crowded group. You've got Credit to Cleveland, they got a game lead, but then you got Pittsburgh as the sixth seed down through Buffalo, all with the same record. A lot of tiebreakers at play there, and that'll sort itself out over the next month. But for the Dolphins, win, reclaim control of first place in the AFC Conference, knowing full well that Baltimore narrowly avoided a loss of their own. Kansas City took a loss. Jacksonville took a loss. Pittsburgh took a loss. This playoff field, uh, Indianapolis took a loss. That was a rough week for those contenders and, and the Dolphins should aspire to not be the next team on that list. That's going to do it for us here on this episode of locked on dolphins. It is your team every day. I appreciate you guys checking out the show fins up. I'll talk to you after the game. Let's get ourselves back in the club dub for the 10th time this season, Miami, Tennessee, Monday night football. They'll be here before we know it fins up. Hey. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.